the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Every single day here on Radio Nova, just before 11 o'clock and also daily on our website, Nova.ie, we like to take a look at the day in music history. And then at the end of the week, we compile the whole thing into one big podcast and it's called The Week That Was in Music History. So, how are you? This is Marty Miller here. This was the week we celebrated the 40th anniversary of Batgate. What's that? Well, Ozzy Osbourne and that bat. 1982 this week. 4,000 potholes in 1967 go on to inspire something huge. And goodbye, Glenn Fry in 2016. This is the week of January 17th until 21st, and it is a busy one in music history. And we'll start with those potholes, actually, in 1967, because it was this week that the Daily Mail ran a story about the council in Lancashire finding 4,000 potholes in the roads in the county. John Lennon then said, I could use that in a song. It was mainly a John song, and he had the, uh, I read the news today, oh boy, and he'd taken a lot of it from a newspaper. And then I had another bit, um, woke up, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head, that was a little bit I had, it wasn't doing anything. And so we thought, well, that'd be good, we could put that in the middle, and we got the concept of sort of building it a little bit like a sort of mini operetta. It was this week back in 1996 that the Jefferson Aeroplane, Pink Floyd, Pete Seeger and the Velvet Underground and David Bowie were all inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Another David inducted David, David Byrne. To induct David Bowie into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, David Byrne. Uh, When David Bowie came along, uh, rock and roll needed a shot in the arm. When, When I first saw him, it was a shock and yet it was very familiar. It was very necessary, it was something that was needed, Uh, it was essential, and like all rock and roll, it was visionary, it was tasteless, it was glamorous, it was perverse, it was fun, it was crass, it was sexy, it was confusing. Now the audio on this is awful, but you get the idea. In 1967 this week, the Jimi Hendrix Experience recorded an appearance on Top of the Pops, doing Hey Joe. In 2016, this week, we lost Glenn Fry. Age 67, he died in New York. Complications because of arthritis, colitis and pneumonia. Here's Don Henley on Glenn being a super help to him as a songwriter. He did, and so did Jackson Brown and uh, my friend J.D. Souther, the three of them. But I credit Glenn mostly. He encouraged me and he pushed me to the front and he said, you're going to sing this song and you're going to sing that song because you got the right voice to sing it. And here's how his death was passed on one television channel in the States. Fry's fellow founding member of the Eagles, Don Henley, released a heartbreaking statement Monday saying friends and family are in, quote, a state of shock, disbelief and profound sorrow. The spark plug, the man with the plan. I will be grateful every day that he was in my life. Rest in peace, my brother. You did what you set out to do and then some. The groundbreaking American singer and songwriter Carl Perkins died this week back in 1998. Throat cancer got him in the end. Paul McCartney always said if there was no Carl Perkins there would have been no Beatles. So much so a Beatle was at his funeral in 1998 and he got involved. George Harrison. George, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. Is there anything you want to you want to request? 
Do you want to come up here and be with us just for this? I think Carl would want that. Yeah, he would love it. I'm that. not... Garth is here. Is Garth... Did Brother Garth step in? Come on, Garth. You got to sing for your supper, son. I think uh, somebody out there must know this. It's from Carl's first album. Uh, and you all sing the answer voices, right? So, it's been a long time. <laughs> This week in 1967, the Monkeys television show aired on British television for the first time. I loved the Monkeys television show. Of course, I didn't see it first time around in the 60s. Side note, how many records do you think the Monkeys sold? Bear in mind, during the week I was talking about Kiss selling 40 million records worldwide. The Monkeys, 75 million records worldwide. And in the States, they had a huge sponsor on their TV show. So big that the Monkeys themselves did the ads on the telly. I think the patient's responding to the Rice Krispies, Doctor. Congratulations, sir. A brilliant use of snap, crackle and pop. With enough Rice Krispies, will he be able to play the bass again? Yes. That's kind of weird. He never could before. The Monkees, brought to you by Kellogg's. And 40 years on since Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat thinking, apparently, it was a fake plastic toy. He threw an unconscious bat on the stage, and he thought it was a rubber bat, whatever, and he picked it up and bit the head off. And Sean's going, Dummy, it's real. I'm like, what? Nearly at the end of our week in 1965, 3,000 screaming fans met the Rolling Stones and Roy Orbison at Sydney Airport when they arrived for a 16-date tour of Australia and New Zealand. Mayhem. Sydney's mascot airport and teenagers are working up to give the Rolling Stones pop group a welcome even more frantic and disorderly than the one given the Beatles just six months ago. The wild hysteria began to build up as the group's arrival time neared and police reinforcements were rushed to the airport. In the pushing and shoving, scores of girls were bruised and scratched and at one stage, police threatened to divert the pop group's plane. The climax came as the big jet taxied onto the tarmac and as one, the teenagers surged forward, crushing a barricade in their path. Several girls were trampled underfoot and one of them seriously injured. And it was this week in 1966 that George Harrison married Patty Boyd at a little registry office in Surrey. Paul McCartney was best man. Eric Clapton was also there. But you know what happened with Patty and Eric after all of that, don't you? Meanwhile, doorstepped after their wedding, asked how things were. And what about the family? How many children do you want to have? And that is a little look at the week that was from January 17th until 21st in music history. However, just before we knock it all on the head, we must remember Meatloaf, who has literally just died inside the last 24 hours of going to record this podcast. Age 74, suffering from a great long illness, he died with his wife at his side. You sleep on it, big man. You sleep on it. Rest in peace, meatloaf. And that is our little podcast today. Thank you for listening. My name is Marty Miller. More on the radio every single day. Nova.ie.